0: Well, amen. The music's been a blessing today, hadn't it? I enjoyed the choir this morning and this evening. Enjoyed the good offertory, Brother Aaron Dempsey from uh, Pasadena, uh, Maryland, one of my students. <laughs> um, I'm teaching him how to play the ukulele. He already knew how to play the piano. But anyway, <laughs> Second Chronicles chapter 34. Thank you, men. It bless my heart. I appreciate the good singing. Second Chronicles chapter thirty-four. Uh, I am going to. I want you to mark your Bibles here. We're going to look at several verses, and even more as we get to the close of the message tonight. We'll look at a few all the way through. Uh, but I want you to notice in verse number one. In case uh, you uh, thought, did I misread that? There were two boy kings uh, in the land of Israel. One in Israel. One in Judah. This one in Judah, Josiah was eight, was eight years old when he began to reign. And it reigned in Israel one in 31 years. How many eight-year-old boys are here tonight? Eight. Any eight-year-old boys? Eight-year-old boy right here. Any eight-year-old boys? Any others? All right. About seven-year-old. Right back here is another one. Seven years old. Nine years old. All right. Good. Just a boy and yet he was a king. I want to preach tonight on this subject, and I would please ask you to listen. What made Josiah, the boy king, successful? I'm going to give you some very simple statements uh, after the introduction that anybody can follow, whether you are 8 or 80 years old. That will help you to be successful In your life. Heavenly Father I desire to be a blessing. I thank you Lord for the theme of the year. I don't know when a theme has been so much in my heart and mind. Every single day. As much as the theme this year. I know I have never prayed as many times as I have this year. In every situation. Lord can I see that through your eyes. Lord would you let me understand that with your understanding our hunger to have that perfect vision with the wisdom of god and this month lord as we think of our young people we think of our children and lord we know how much you love every single child i pray that tonight as i preach not just to the young people but especially the young people that they would listen realizing a boy eight years old has already learned so much and has become very mature in his thinking i pray that you'd help us tonight in jesus name i pray amen one of the studies that i have enjoyed through the years is the history of israel and their kings there were three kings that was the king of israel as a whole as a nation as a whole that would have been saul followed by David, followed by Solomon. Jeroboam came along, and he could have been a great king, but he was greedy, and he wanted the people of the kingdom to make him great rather than he being a servant of the people. Leadership is not for the leader. Leadership is for the follower. Our children are not to make us great. It's our job to lead our children, to love them and teach them and the nurture and admonition of the Lord. The purpose of the pastor is to serve the people and on and on. But Jeroboam, he or Rehoboam, he divided the kingdom by raising the taxes. And uh, you had ten tribes or states of the north that divided from the two in the south and so you have Judah in the southern kingdom, Israel in the northern kingdom. As you studied their history, as went the king, so went the nation. If the king was wicked, the people were sinful. If the king was righteous, the people were obedient and they rejoiced. One of the interesting interesting things I've noted about every king is they all surrounded themselves with prophets. The righteous king surrounded themselves with the prophets of God. The wicked king surrounded themselves with prophets who would tell them what they wanted to hear rather than what thus saith the Lord. Among the kings of the southern tribes, Judah, Uh, Josiah became the king because he was in line. He was heir to the throne, and when he became the king, he was only eight years old. Joash serving at a different time was also a child king of Israel in the north, and he too was successful for most of his 38 years in comparison to 31 years in the life of Josiah. Uh, Josiah was a good king. In fact, he was a very successful king. And the way to measure the success of the king was not necessarily just the behavior of the people, not just the behavior of the people, but the blessings of the Lord. I wish that our state government would recognize there's a God in heaven We'd rather have the blessings of God than to have the prosperity of men's conniving that would ignore the laws of God. God does recognize righteousness in an individual's life and God does bless our obedience to Him. May I say to every child and teenager tonight, you and only you, Listen to me now. You are the only one who decides what goes on in your mind. We can can say things. We can teach truth. You are responsible for what you think about. You are the king or queen of your mind. You will will succeed or you will fail based on the decisions you make as the leader of your own mind and body. When Josiah becomes the king, there was much wrong in the nation. It was not an an easy uh, succession. In fact, it was a difficult one because the people of God were either living carnal partly spiritual and partly in the flesh, and they were living between carnal and outright wicked when Josiah became the king. Hear me well. You're not the only one that lives in a difficult time. Quit telling your kids, well, these are difficult days. They've been difficult days since the Garden of Eden. That's no excuse for you to say, well, I can't help it, I can't do right, I live in a difficult time. We've all lived in days where there is sin around us, sin available, hear me well, you are responsible for what you dwell on, you are responsible for the direction that you take. It's sad to see children placing guilt on their parents and grandparents when you in America have had more opportunity to do right and serve God than all of the people in the world and America and God's people especially will give an account for what you do with what you know to do is right I'm going to give you several things from the life of Josiah that made this boy just eight years old a boy that was a successful not just individual but a successful boy king in the nation of Judah. Number one, he chose the right examples. He chose the right examples. The Bible says, if you'll notice again in verse number two, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of David, his father. I want to point out that David was not his immediate father, but he was a forefather. He was one that was known in Israel as a great king and great because that God had blessed the behavior and leadership in Israel. And Josiah chose among the kings for his example he could have chosen those that worshiped at Baal he could have chosen those that did what they want he could have chosen those that made themselves wealthy and built for themselves uh, uh, palaces and gathered for themselves gold and silver he could have followed anyone he wanted to follow but he said I want to follow one that please God so I choose David as my example. Josiah chose the one who was the spiritual successful king to pattern his life after. There were many tragedies and hardships that came to Israel when wicked kings were in leadership. But I want to say that he chose David and he said that's who I want to pattern my life after. That's who I want to follow. Now I ask you the question right now. Who are your heroes? I'm talking about those beginning at 8 years old and 9 and 10, 11 and 12, all the way up to 80. Who are your heroes? Now if you can't think of any heroes, how sad it is to live life without any direction, without any aim, without any goal. There are no rewards in heaven for winning video games. There are no rewards in heaven for how many friends you have. You need to choose men that you can pattern that are blessed of God to be your example. Who have you patterned your life after today? In politics, and not just politics, I should say in patriotism, americans follow those uh, uh, that they want to be like for example we hold up men like george washington because of his honesty because of his decency because his love not just for our country but of god do you know they wanted george washington to be the king of our country but he said i won't be a King, there is but one king, and that is Jesus the King. he settled and, and and was willing to serve as a president, as a servant leader of the people. We put up men like Abraham Lincoln, who was men, who was a man of honesty, a man that would go out of his way to make sure every penny was correct. We need to have folks before us who are positive examples. Now if you're picking from TV, you're picking from the wrong place. There are no heroes on TV to follow. You won't find them there. You may not find them in places that are well known today. You may find them in a Sunday school class with a few that sit before them each Sunday. You may find them as a layman or a lady sitting in church who have loved and led and uh, reared their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You may find them in a fateful place of service. They've been in a place of service for their Lord for a good number of years. I say first of all, Josiah was a successful boy king because he chose the right example. Now you and I are going to be influenced. You hang around folks with a bad attitude, and that's what kind of attitude eventually you'll have. You hang around folks that have a negative attitude. It won't be long. You'll have a negative attitude. You hang around folks that have a positive attitude, and that's going to affect you. I want to affect people positively. I tell my staff all the time, I don't watch the news, and I don't need you to watch it for me. I don't need you to come in my office and ask me if I saw 14 bad articles in the news. I don't watch it. I know what's going on in the country. I understand that. I pay attention to what's going on. But I want to tell you right now, I am not going to live under fear. I am not going to be led by fear. I'll be led by faith in this book right here. And when you tell me 10,000 examples of things that are going wrong in our country, I'll still remind you that there's a God in heaven. He's still on the throne. He's still in control. And by faith, I'll live my life to serve him today second of all i want to say not only did he choose the right example second of all he followed the ways of david now i could spend a lot of time here this is being mocked today what i'm going to promote is something that is good i want you to look at it second chronicles 34 and in verse number two and he did that which was right in the sight of the lord and walked in the ways of david his father what did that mean That means Josiah did not pride himself in being an innovator. He did not say, I'm going to try something no one else has ever done. He said, I'm going to try something others have done and succeeded at. He was an imitator, not an innovator. He followed the ways of David, his forefather. Now David being blessed of the Lord, Josiah hungered for the blessings of the Lord. The kingdom was blessed of the Lord when righteousness was in authority. Recently a preacher said some churches today are just trying to mimic or imitate great churches of the past rather than having their own identity. I don't want to have my own identity. I want folks to read the book of Acts and say, that's sort of like what happened at our church Sunday. I want them to read about the church at Jerusalem and Antioch and I want them to say, you know, that's sort of what we did when we sent missionaries out to preach the gospel. We had folks saved and baptized. That's sort of what they did on the day of Pentecost. I'm not looking for my identity. Our identity has already been established in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Dear friend, I want our identity to be in him. Now, others who have followed that pattern, I'm not ashamed to follow the pattern and examples they've set. This is important to note at this point, Josiah does not know why David did what he did. He doesn't know the motives of David. He didn't questioned the motives of David. He simply followed the ways of David, his forefather. The ways of David included ridding the land of sin. The ways of David including ridding, ridding the land of sin. And the ways of David also including included, I'm going to say it right or I'm not going to go on. The ways of David included ridding the land of sin. So he did what his forefather did. Uh, the ways of David including exalting the person of God and holding before them the word of God. He like Naboth loved what his father owned and was thankful for what his father gave to him. I like what Naboth said to Ahab when Ahab said I'd like to buy you vineyard and he said it's not for sale. I can't sell it to you. My father gave it to me. Well, if you didn't have to buy it and your father gave it to you, you can make a great profit. Well, you you don't understand. I'm not living to make a great profit. I'm thankful for what my father gave to me. Well, I'll trade it to another piece of property even better. There is nothing better than what my father gave to me, Naboth said, so I'll keep what my father gave me. And he died because he he died for the thing he was glad his father gave him. Now the Bible says of Josiah, the boy king, that he walked in the ways of David, his father. Now you want to be a success in life, have the right examples to follow. Second of all, walk in the ways that please the Lord. I want you to notice number three, he sought the God of his father, David. Notice, if you will, in verse number 3, for in the eighth year of his reign, that would make him 16 years old, if I understand the reading correctly, for in the eighth year of his reign, while he was yet young, he began to seek after, not David, but the God of David, his father. If there's anything I hunger for, every child, please, every teenager, look right at me. The thing I hunger for is not for you to follow me. I want to be an example for you to follow, but I want you to seek after the God I serve. He sought the God of his father. If you contrast or compare this to Joash, the boy king in Israel, you'll find that there is a difference. You see, Joash followed the personality of the prophet. Now, that's not a bad thing, but he stopped at following his personality. He never sought the God of the prophet. Teenagers in our church, you have a good example to follow in Brother Davis, but if you only follow Brother Davis because you respect him, the day will come that you'll fail spiritually because you can't follow personality all your life. You have to seek the God that he is teaching about whoever your teacher is your mom your dad i want to say thank god that you can mimic your father and your mother and you can use the vocabulary that they use and you can follow their behavior but i want to say tonight oh how we need listen to me please another generation of children teenagers that would say I want to know the God that makes David what he is. Oh, how we need both. He wanted to know the root. He wanted to know the reason that David, uh, that caused David to behave as he did. It was not the personality or the personability of David, but it was, in fact, who David followed It was there he learned why David had such great faith that he could go from the field of caring for the sheep to fight the giant Goliath, a story that was known in the history of Israel among the boys. It wasn't just that. He wanted to kill a giant. He wanted to know the God of David, and it was the God of David that gave him the faith that he had. It was the God of David that caused him to live by faith rather than living uh, by fear do you seek the God of your examples the God of your parents the God of your Sunday school teacher the God of your examples that you follow there are distinct and common things that you'll find when you seek the God of your spiritual examples How do you seek the God of your fathers? God reveals himself through his word. You say, but preacher, I don't understand it. That's why you have to study it. That's why we go to school. How many times have we said to our children who said, well, I don't understand what the teacher's talking about, and we say if you understood already you wouldn't have to go to school that's why you go to listen and learn what you don't know the word of god is no different it must be studied it must be read In all the depths and the riches of this book, the surface is a blessing. The surface is beautiful. And yet beneath the surface, there are wonderful truths that will sustain you in the times of difficulty and fear. And the greater your trial, the greater the source of strength you'll find in this wonderful and amazing book. That book will reveal God to you. It will reveal his power. It will reveal his love. It will reveal who he is, his perfection, his holiness, his grace, his mercy. Get to know the God of your fathers by reading the word of God. I'm going to say number four, Josiah went to the house of God. Verse number eight. Now in the 18th year of the reign. When he had purged the land and the house, he he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah and Maaseah, the son of Joaz, the recorder, notice this, to repair the house of the Lord his God. I want you to understand, Josiah didn't have an easy way. The house of God needed repair. Here's a young man that said it needs to be repaired. Let's repair it. I say to you young people, let's repair it. The need of churches across the land tonight is great. There are empty churches tonight that have no church. There are churches that have no pastors. There are towns that have no preacher, that have no churches. Somebody has to repair that in our country. There needs to be a light of the gospel shining in every city, in every town. We're not talking about an old man of God. We're talking about a young king, the Bible said, that went to to the house of God. By the way, if your family altar is broken down, you ought to restore it tonight. If your walk with God, mom and dad, is broken down, you ought to restore it tonight. We must keep church first and foremost in our lives. Let me give you the fifth thing. I mentioned this already, but as it goes in the sequence of the chapter, the book of God, which was the law, was discovered and they read it when they were repairing the house of God. Look at verse 14. And when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found the book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. And Hilkiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I found the book. He didn't say I found a book. He said, I found the book. He was talking about the law of Moses. The Bible says of the law and the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah delivered the book to Shaphan. In the seeking of the God of David, his journey led him to the house of God. And his journey led him to the word of God. In seeking the God of his father, David, his journey led him to the house of God and it led him to the word of God. Look at verse 18, what happened. Then Shaphan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath given me a book, and Shaphan read it before the king. And it came to pass, verse 19, when the king had heard the words of the law that he rent his clothes, I wish I were not out of time here. He read the law and he rent his clothes. The average Christian today reads, I hope you'll not misunderstand me, they read 12 or 13 books in the New Testament because they can be given as inspirational statements and truths and memes you want to know the heart of God, go back here to the law. This is where you'll discover the holiness of God. This is where you'll discover the righteousness of God. You won't read out of the law and want to sing and dance. When you read from the law, you want to fall on your face before a holy and a righteous God. Yokai is already doing right. He sought, the, he sought uh, 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 his forefather, the ways of his forefather. He sought the God of his forefather that led him to the house of God and that led him to the word of God. Hear me well. If the greatest influence in your life is your preacher, you're not close enough to God. The house of God led him to the word of God. The word of God led him into the presence of God and when he heard that he rent his clothes now what did that mean that meant that he repented of his behavior it meant he was ashamed of himself before God let's go on not only did he hear the priest read the word of God he read the word of God himself go to verse number 30 I want you to notice it wasn't enough to hear the word of God in the house of God. That brought conviction. Verse 30, And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and the priests and the Levites, and all the people great and small. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant that was found in the house of the Lord. Not only did he read it, verse 31, he kept it. He didn't forget it when church was over. Look at verse 31. And the king stood in his place and he made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart, with all his soul. To perform the words of the covenant which are written in the book. He didn't just hear the book and go away and say, Boy, that was a nice little reading the priest gave today. He read the book and he ran his clothes. The king gathered them. The king read the book. Verse 31, the king, he made a covenant to God. And he said, God, I promise you that I'm going to obey what I've read. I'm going to walk in your ways, God. He responded to the message. He didn't just hear the message. He responded. He made a covenant. He wasn't there to just hear. He was there to hear that he made do. He kept the word of God. By the way, notice these things. Notice the effect the word of God had on him. If you look at verse number 19, you'll find that the word of God humbled him. In fact, everyone that comes other than conviction of the word of God, they're humbled. I worry about those that walk around in pride and arrogance. because the word of God would have a different effect on you when you read it. Notice the Bible says in verse 19, "It came to pass when the king had heard the words of the law that he rent his clothes." Look at verse number 27. Because thine heart was tender and thou didst humble thyself before God when thou heardest his words against this place and against the inhabitants thereof and humblest thyself before me and didst rend thy clothes and weep before me. I have even heard thee also, saith the Lord. He's about to experience what David experienced because the word of God brought him to the place of tears and humility. Sad to say... There are folks under the sound of my voice right now that have never one time been brought to tears of humility by the reading of the word of God. There is such a disconnect. The flesh is in such control to push away the words of God. And we've even used the excuse, well, I don't understand it to the place that the word of God has never brought tears of repentance. It's never brought actions of repentance. And that, my friend, or to concern us tonight. You say, preacher, what should I do? You ought to turn off the television. You ought to turn off the internet. You ought to you turn off your cell phone and read the word of God and get a hold of it and read it and read it and read it until the Holy Spirit of God takes control in your life and you come under the conviction and the leadership of this precious and wonderful book. And then, my friend, we can see the blessings of God fall. In our life, if you want the blessings of God, you'll have to come to the place of humility before God. Then I want to say this. The word of God burdened him for others. Go to the last verse in the chapter. And Josiah took away all the abominations out of all the countries. I'm going to stop and say, the current governor had his picture made with a group of drag queens And he invited to come to the Capitol Rotunda last week, and here's what he said. My faith teaches me to love all people. You hear that, and you say, well, that that sounds right. And the truth is, we do love people. But we never recognize people because of their iniquity. We never promote the iniquity of the people. And they came in their masquerade. They came flaunting their behavior. That, my friend, is not taught in the scripture. We do love the people, but we do not promote that iniquity according to this book. And Judah took away all the abomination out of the countries that pertained to the children of Israel and made all that were present in Israel to serve. He wanted everybody to serve God. He didn't just care about himself, he cared about others. Even to serve the Lord their God. In all the days they departed not from following the Lord, the God of their fathers. What made him successful? These things, he chose the right examples. Second of all, he followed the ways of his forefather, David. Third of all, he sought the God of of his examples seeking the God of his forefather led him to the house of God in the house of God it led him to the word of God and he humbled himself under the authority of God's word thus God blessed Josiah I contend he'll bless anyone that follows that path Stand with me, if you will. Heavenly Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. Oh, how I hunger. I've prayed for my children, every one of them by name. I've prayed for my grandchildren by name. I've prayed for as many children in our church that I could think of, and some I called the family name. And I ask, God, please, that you would stir I can only present the truth. And I've asked you before now that you would speak to the hearts of children. Our heart's desire is for them to be blessed of you and the way they're blessed of you is given to us in this chapter. Oh God, help us in this tonight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.